Welcome to Eat, Drink and Be Kerry, the podcast version of one of Australia's most popular foodie blogs, travelling the world bite by bite. Now here's Kerry. It seems that everyone just loves polling out. And I can tell you that she's just as lovely in person as she seems on television. Poe's food career started back in 2009 with the first season of TEN's MasterChef Australia. Since then, she's gone on to her own cooking show, Poe's Kitchen, and lately with a new series, Poe & Co, where she trips around the country. But Poe is also an actor, an artist, and an author with several cookbooks. Her latest project is a small cafe called Jam Face, which is crammed into an aisle in the Adelaide Central Markets. It's a crazily crowded venue and you have to squeeze between the tables to reach the seats at the back, which are of course the only ones that are likely to be vacant. But people do, and I did, to ask Poe about what gets her out of bed each day. It was a great chat about food and cooking with this modest chef. My only regret, I forgot to ask her about her Scotty dogs, Rhino and Tim. That will have to wait till next time. Here's half an hour with Poe. You're listening to Eat, Drink and Be Kerry, where to go to eat and where to eat when you go. Poe. What have you been doing today? Um, today I've been prepping for what we have um, tonight, which is called Crunch Club. So Friday nights um, is the only night that we're open. So um, yeah, it's a six course. Um, just I just cook whatever I feel like, and um, yeah, and we've got beautiful local natural wines um, as well. So yeah, that's what we do tonight. Is opening at night a new thing for Jam Face? Um, no, we're always open on Friday nights because that's our um, late night shopping night in Adelaide. Um, but it's the first sort of, um, we've run this crunch club thing for about um, two months now. And um, it's a proper dinner service as opposed to just, you know, like lunchy, light meals. Yeah. What's Jam Face all about? Um, Jam Face is about is about um, lots of different cultures coming together because um, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to be at the market because it completely represents um, what I'm about which is you know migrant and what largely Australian food is about which is a multi-culture so that's what really excites me so the food doesn't really have necessarily a um, kind of a definite um, kind of a theme to it um, we do a lot of French pastry because that's one of my that's actually my first love people don't actually realize they think it's um, Asian food but Asian food is what I grew up with and it's part of my heritage but French pastry is kind of actually the thing that I love doing the most so that's one of our strengths here that people really love they um, we have really gorgeous locally roasted coffee um, with lots of beautiful cakes and everything is made from scratch we don't bring anything in not all our tart shells are everything made from scratch um, and we put a lot of love into it. So it's, it's just really wholesome, well-made food and simple flavours. Nothing that we make is kind of like alienating or um, weird. Like all the flavour combinations are very old-fashioned and 
and yeah, always have comfort. Yeah, always. It's it's all about comfort food. Yeah, we don't really try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, everything has a certain um, jam face quality to it. You know, um, quirk or. You know. So, what do you use to get the jam face quality? Is it the ingredients? Yeah, it's in ingredients. I mean, like all our um, pastries are made with, you know, real butter. We have like our pastries always have a little bit of extra in them. So the pastry cases themselves have. A, um, we usually usually use a lot of like French liqueurs and nut meals and stuff like that to. Um, add richness to the flavour and so what might seem like a very simple tart has got lots of different levels of flavour yeah yeah do you play with the textures as well yeah we do yeah I always make sure that the cabinet is um, has a variety of textures and and flavours so you might have something that's um, you know really pillowy and cloudy like a little meringue thing and then next to it will be like a really nice um, chocolate custard tart with a you know good old salted caramel yeah and then the tart shell of that one has is actually a chocolate pastry as well, but it's also got hazelnut meal through it, so it's just really rich with cocoa and hazelnuts. Um, so it's kind of we don't we keep it quite simple in terms of the number of elements in each dish, but each thing um, has a lot of flavour in it. So that's kind of our thing. Yeah. If you were going to order breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Jam Face, yeah, what would be your menu picks? Um, okay, so for. So breakfast, I'd probably pick the. Um, I'd probably pick a Millie Philly. Actually, it's a bit naughty. <laughs> it is a bit naughty. <laughs> so um, probably the French vanilla slice. So that's one of our signature items because we hand make up half and um, put a beautiful custard through it. And um, and um, and then if I had to go savoury, I'd probably go the um, mushroom omelette. Because we cut, yeah, we cut our mushrooms really, really chunkily and pan fry it with thyme and garlic, and then um, the yeah, the omelette's still runny in the middle with a bit of parmesan cheese. That's good yeah. that you can serve yeah. your omelettes runny in the middle. I like that because you often don't get that in a cafe. No, no, all our eggs are always um, yeah. I like my um, scrambled eggs. People love our scrambled eggs here. It's, they're really silky, um, and they're never. They're always a little bit glossy on top, so a tiny bit of runniness. Yeah. What about about tonight's meal, what would be your favourites from that? Oh, um, my favourite from tonight is probably the tuna capacho. So I'll say one of my um, signature dishes. Yeah, yeah, it's on a bed of um, pink lady apple. And in autumn um, and winter, we uh, use an ashi pear sometimes and swap out um, the orange for mandarin. But it's a it's an orange ginger dressing, and then I have lots of beautiful little sprinkles on top. It always converts people that don't eat raw fish to raw fish because you've got the crunch of the apple cutting through the texture of the fish that a lot of people are a little bit squirmy about. And then I've got um, fresh cucumber on top with chervil and um, a bit of coriander sometimes, uh, spring onions and um, some Szechuan pepper as well. So all those things are kind of really, um, yeah, the Szechuan pepper brings out the citrus. So it's just a really nice, refreshing, um, uh, warm weather dish. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. You run Jam Face with your friend Sarah, who yes. you went through uni with. Yeah, yeah.
yeah, yeah. So um, we're kind of the main guys, and then my partner and her partner, um, my partner Jono and her partner Matt. Matt does a lot of the admin, and he works, yeah, on Fridays and Saturdays as well. Um, and Jono's in here almost every day, but at the moment he's just building some um, stuff for us to, um, some trestles for us to do a festival with. Um, so he's like the carpenter. <laughs> So we're all very hands-on, like we really don't really, um, yeah, all, all the creative stuff that we, we, we build, so the whole cafe, you know, we built ourselves, me and Jono built it, and all the furniture except for the stools. I love the decor at Jam Face, it looks like it's always been here. In the Thank house. you, yeah, so it's kind of a running thing, um, we've got all the copper benches all through the cafe, so I beat all the copper down. Um, so yeah, it's we're really proud of it, and we're very um, attached, we're very invested, like emotionally in the fibre of the place, not just um, what we serve in it as well. Yeah, and I think people really feel it because even though it's so scritchy, people really like the cubby house kind of element to it. Because we're always going to sit outside and it's a bit more special. They're like, no, we want to be scritchy. So it's really nice that people understand um, what we're trying to get across, which is this kind of um, more communal kind of attitude as well. Because like when you go to Europe, it's so scritchy there. Like there's no room. Like we don't have room like in Australia. So if people are always, oh, no, 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 it's okay. We're just switching tables so I can find out. Oh, okay. I'm so cramped over there with my knees. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I, I just really like that people, um, yeah, have responded really well to that. And in fact, a lot of our customers say, every time I come here, I meet, I make a friend. <laughs> Yeah, it's really nice because of this community table and people sit so closely to each other. You're going to make friends because you have to squeeze past people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's really nice and that's kind of what we wanted um, to be about. Because, you know, I think to be in the market, you have to really reflect the spirit of the market and I really wanted that very communal kind of vibe about it and I think I think we've achieved it. And the market was very adamant about that. They don't want people coming in here with, like, shiny new cafe. It has to really respect the history of the market and the way it looks you know and it was really funny because um, uh, when I went to the board to present my concept for the cafe um, they were they said we're really proud of the fact that nearly all the stores have been refurbished and no one has noticed and yeah and that's the kind of that's the kind of attitude we have here in the market it's all about looking like you've grown roots here forever so why did you choose to set up here instead a um, regular cafe in the street outside. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's because of all that, and also because I have a really, I think, lovely history with the market as well. Because when my family migrated, this was, you know, um, this is this was the place where we could find solace and come and buy ingredients to make the food that we had from Malaysia. And because um, you couldn't, it was still sort of not as developed like restaurant wise. So a lot of those kinds of foods you had to just make at home. You couldn't really go out and buy it. And um, now, when I come here, I see that happening still with migrants. They come here, and this is like their kind of home away from home, I always say. So I really love that I've got the history with the market, and um, and that really this is a crowd that I want to play to. Like, they're very rough and ready. They don't mind when things aren't quite perfect. You know, it's a bit squashy, and um, you get some, you know, weird smells sometimes coming from the market. <laughs> 
but everyone's just up for it, and I just love that because I don't ever want to. Um, I don't ever want to own a place that's stuffy or makes people anyone feel um, like they're not welcome there. Yeah, I really want it to have a feel that um, people to feel like you know um, everyone's welcome and you don't have to look a certain way. It's just ease and everyone's loved here. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's happening for you outside Jane? Have you got another book or TV yes. show? Um, so I've got another book coming up. Um, it's actually going to be all baking, and that's all I can reveal. <laughs> so, will there be a vanilla slice? There will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm working on that at the moment. Um, and um, no TV for the time being because um, I've been doing TV until I had the cafe. And because the cafe is still, you know, and essentially in its formative stages, it's still a, it's a little fledgling business. It needs a lot of looking after. Um, and, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's a tiny little place, but because it's so small, we need a commercial kitchen um, somewhere else, which is only like five minutes away. But we need to run out of there because we can't bake or anything from here. We don't have enough room. And um, a lot of the food also um, we can't make from scratch here just because we don't have the room. So, you know, it's um, parmade. Um, like, for instance, like the omelettes, all the mushrooms are already brown in the morning. And then, you know, we just finish it off here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we make the scrambled eggs fresh, of course. And um, so, yeah, so little things like that. We just have to be clever about the way we design the menu and how we do things. And we're also very limited with fridge space. So we have to be really clever about how... How big is your space here? Yeah. Um, I think it's nine by... Nine by four. And how many, do you know how many people you can see? Yes, 40. Yeah, because of the bar seating. <laughs> We're like, we'll, we'll squish this in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've seen some of your TV shows, the one where you go out to the outback in South Australia. I am, I am. I mean, um, I really love people. Um, I think even more than places, I always associate a person with the place. And so, um, yeah, I really love meeting people and hearing them, telling their stories. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. But I have to say, I don't really miss the travel. That was one thing that I wanted the cafe for, is that I just wanted to be grounded in something that was kind of real. Because, li like, living a tea was like kind of a life where you're travelling a lot on TV. It is... It is, um, there, is a bit, there is a little bit of coming down at the end of each trip and um, kind of adjusting back to normal life. And it starts to be very taxing emotionally on you, um, having to readjust and having... It's, it's hard on relationships as well. So um, I really just wanted something that Jono and I could focus um, together and build together so that we could just, yeah, be close to each other more than we have been in the beginning of my relationship, our relationship, yeah. So um, this is kind of like our baby, you know. <laughs> yeah. Anything else exciting coming up? Um, 
Yeah, well, um, I guess I'm going, I'm trying to get back to my art as well um, this year. So the last two years, I, I've been really religious about keeping up with it um, since my whole MasterChef thing, uh, experience because everything's just kind of exploded. And I really feel like my feet haven't touched the ground, hasn't touched the ground since then. So um, it's been really nice to um, try, and try and just refocus on that again because that's very much part of my identity and part of the cafe's identity, really, the sort of... Um, arty kind of feel to it so um, that's something that I'm really focused on getting back to that I'm really excited about um, so I'll have an exhibition with Bromley & Co in Melbourne at the end of the year um, um, I don't know what the percentage is because like I get a lot of people yeah, I'm not actually sure I, I think they know because I, when I was on MasterChef I was you know how they write like what you do for a living so as an artist but I don't think people knew I was a painter or specifically what I do so yeah I'm not sure it's probably 50-50 yeah but that's what I did for a living so I actually did that um, that's all I did before I went on MasterChef so cooking is really a sideline for you it was yeah it was and um, well, I never even I, I didn't yeah before MasterChef it wasn't part of my living at all it's just something that I really love to do but it was something that I had been obsessing about for a long time and wanted to pursue but didn't know how to break into it um, but I was mainly interested in publishing actually that's kind of what I had my heart set on when I went through that whole experience but then it attracted all this other stuff um, and luckily I have you know been really I've been really sort of like um, wary of like losing too much of my past I've always made sure I've had a major exhibition every year but the last two years um, I've just yeah, just couldn't manage it. So, uh, so yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, it does. And also, it's um, you need a momentum with painting. So, just mixing the paints, you know, it can sometimes take an hour to two hours to get all your colours right. So, you need a lot of time. Um, so, you can't just sit down and you know do a bit. You know, when you've got gaps, it just doesn't work. You just it just doesn't flow. So, um, that's something that I've had trouble with. So, I, my my remedy for that is just doing smaller pieces now. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for your patience. Thanks for listening to Eat, Drink and Be Kerry. For more, subscribe to the blog or look for Kerry on Facebook, Twitter and Google+. This has been another quality podcast from Bytes.com. All kinds of podcasts for all kinds of people.